What's up, everyone? We're back with another episode of Behind the Counter. This time, we have a buddy of mine, Frankie Kriggs, who is a certified personal trainer, certified a lot of things, but also an expert on meditation and that kind of stuff. And I actually trained with Frankie as well, known you for a couple years now, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, and obviously, this whole <coughs> season is about stress, anxiety, sleep, coping with those in a lot of different ways. So we've talked about medication, we've talked about different supplements and that kind of stuff. But there's some ways to do that that are just, you know, even beyond therapy or the mental aspects of things like meditation that are really beneficial. And there's a lot of misconceptions out there about meditation. So we're going to talk about some of those misconceptions today. We're going to talk about the benefits of it. This is something that I'm actually a little bit new to as well. So I'm here learning along with all you guys too. So Frankie, uh, welcome. Do you want to cover some of those other credentials that I may have missed in there and glossed over? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, like you said, I'm a certified personal trainer. Um, I'm also certified as a, um, a behavior change specialist. Um, I got my cert in level one, two, and three of uh, yin yoga, which is a type of practice that helps you get into that meditative state. Um, appreciate you saying that I'm an expert at uh, you know meditation. I mean, I'm not even anywhere close, but I appreciate the compliment. You're welcome. Meditation is a lot of different things for a lot of different people. Um, so I think that the biggest thing today is just to to clarify what it is for you know me, maybe for you, for other people you know watching, um, and then you know that's just really scratching the surface. There's so many different layers to meditation and the different kinds and the different ways. Sure. Um, but yeah, so that's just some of my credentials. I've also um, have uh, certifications in working with uh, you know I guess you could say uh, psych level one, uh, behavioral patterns. Um, human interactions and you know just relationships in general just uh, really observing and analyzing people on not only what they do but how they're doing it more importantly why they're doing it sure so let's get into meditation then what exactly is meditation that we had a conversation offline about it and that you know you put it in a way that I actually hadn't really thought of before so what, what was you say is your definition of meditation so it's different for everyone but I think Everybody knows it as um, meditation is, okay, let's sit, you know, cross our legs over and um. let's just, yep, um, let me put my hands here. <laughs> Let me put my hands here. Right. Um, Pictures of people with a third eye popping out of their head. Right, kind of right, stuff. right. Um, so I haven't seen that yet. but Okay, um, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so that's uh, everyone's um, image of meditation. Mm -hmm. But what it really is is Bringing together um, a focal point, um, that focal point is, it could be something from the past, it could be something from right now, uh, or it could be something present from the very moment, you know? And a lot of the times you get there by um, breathing techniques. So let's talk about some of that kind of stuff then. What, like you're talking about all these different stressors and all this different kind of stuff. Is it about putting yourself in a position of, power over your own mind I guess is that how you would phrase it in that sense or uh, yeah that's a that's a good way to describe it um, your mind is going through a million thoughts throughout the day um, you know and a lot of the times we allow it to happen for example when you go to work in the morning right um, you've probably done it uh, hundreds of times already that you don't even need to think about it right it just happens it's on autopilot it's you know muscle memory sure, sure. Uh, you're probably texting if, if i know you well enough texting <laughs> on the way driving with one hand oh, right that's, that's not ideal <laughs> right so it's not safe um at all by the way so don't do that but um 
you're mindful, right? You're mindful that you're going to work. But now if I were to say, what was at this corner? Or what was the street name of this? Or what happened at you know this traffic light? You don't know. You really don't know. It was a blur. You get from point A to point B, but you're not aware, right? Aware is being present. How could you be present if you're texting on your phone? Um, if you're not paying attention to everything around you. And a lot of times we have these very busy lives and you know, we're always uh, stressed out about certain things. Or what am I doing at this time? Okay, what do I have to do after work? What do I have to do here, then here, then here? And we have calendars on our phones for this to help us be better organized. But at the end of the day, our mind is going a mile a minute. There's no way to be fully aware in that moment. Um, and this is where the, the, uh, the awareness gets lost. We just become mindful. We become slaves to our own conscious, per se. So let's talk about, you were talking about your, mile, or your mind running a mile a minute, right? So for me, the way I describe that is I just say I can't turn my brain off, especially at night if I'm trying to go to bed and that kind of stuff. I mean, it's all kinds of stress, right? There's stress from work, stress from life, stress from just, oh, I, I got to pick up my dry cleaning tomorrow, like even something simple like that, you right, know, and right. making sure you don't forget that. To me, it's almost like I always have this monologue running in my head and my internal thoughts and that kind of stuff. So you're saying that meditation is about not necessarily turning off that, but learning to you know, ignore that, I guess, or be present in the rest of your life and your day-to-day -day activities and that kind of stuff and not being too overwhelmed or overcome by whatever that monologue running in your head is related to whatever stress you're experiencing. Uh, in a way, yeah, you could say that. Um, I wouldn't say ignoring it is the best option. Okay. Uh, people that ignore, um, you know, their their uh, thoughts. Um, what happens is they it gets all bottled up, right? I'm sure you've heard this before. You know, people that keep to themselves, they don't talk about the problems or issues. And then what happens? One day they just explode because sure, they they, they ignored it. They ignore their thoughts and how they feel. You know, yeah. typically if your if your body is trying to communicate with you, um, you'll feel something, right? Usually when your, 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 your mind is trying to communicate with you, you will think of something, right? You'll have thoughts about a particular matter. Those thoughts go all the way back to uh, your programming, more or less, yeah, to, to sum it up in a nutshell. Um, your programming now, the way people are programmed is their their history right their past um how they were brought up uh, their belief system their their victories their losses um there, there's so many different things that make up your your programming uh, the people you hang out with your friends your family um and some of those get instilled in us right like you hear oh you know diabetes runs in my family so that means I'm, i might get it too no, no. What that means is, uh, it doesn't mean that genetics is just winning over everything. What that means is, what probably runs in your family is the the food patterns, right? That gets uh, passed over to you. So if your mother or father, you know, ate a lot of rice or sugar, then now guess what? You're eating a lot of sugar and rice or whatever. You know, yeah, you might get diabetes. So a lot of that is all based going back to your program. So. Your programming determines your belief system. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Absolutely. Your belief system determines your, your emotions, right? Your emotions determine how you feel. So by the time you go to sleep at night, the real question is, who's in control? Is it, is it your thoughts or is it you, mm -hmm. right? If you're just being mindful, then it's kind of like you hear the self-talk going on in your head 
and you're like, okay, you know, I know I have to do this tomorrow. I know I have to do that tomorrow. Let me set my alarm. Let me do this. Then I got to go get a haircut. Then I got to do worry about today and only today and this isn't something that you're going to learn overnight but if you're looking for different ways to de-stress before you go to bed because you have all these uh, thoughts running a mile a minute um you need to there's certain things certain actions you could take to help you relax sure you know so meditation then isn't just about you know peace and that kind of stuff which is kind of how it's commonly characterized that's part of it but it's more about honestly strength and strengthening your mind and acceptance of yourself and your circumstances and your stressors and managing them by accepting them almost in that sense i guess in a way yes i wouldn't say uh accepting them i would say more so um you know you definitely want to be honest with yourself uh in today's world a lot of people aren't honest with themselves totally totally true so they put everything on the back burner or Mm -hmm. you know it's it's it's, uh, understanding right you know like the the only like way to move forward is if you make peace with the past sure and the only way you're going to do that is if you're honest with yourself so being honest with yourself is the first step to awareness realizing that okay something in the past caused me a lot of trauma and it's affecting the way i think or the way i look at the world or the way i look at people um you know it's becoming more self-aware and the more self-aware you are the more change you can make yeah so bringing that back to uh you know meditation I don't know if you know this, but you don't need to be sitting down Indian style or legs crossed um, in a meditative pose. You don't need to be completely still for that. You could actually do other things that that force you, not as so much force you, that engage your mind to, to, to be in that meditative state. For example, um, I have a motorcycle, right? Now, most people think you go on a motorcycle and you got the brake. And then you got the throttle, right? Right. Simple as that. No, it's not so simple, right? Because it takes longer for a motorcycle to slow down. So you do have the throttle, and you do have the brake right here. So you have two things for one hand. And the left hand, you have your clutch, right? You have your clutch right here. And your left foot, you have your um, gear shifter. In your right foot, you have your rear brake. So you got all four limbs doing something completely different the entire time while you're riding a bike. Not to mention you're looking at oncoming traffic, you're looking at traffic going forward. I see your point. And then you have stop signs, and then you have to look at, okay, if this car stops suddenly in front of me, where's my escape lane? There's always gotta be an escape lane, all right? So you gotta go to the left, you gotta go to the right. So because of that high, you know, intense situation, um, you know, don't get me wrong, riding a motorcycle is dangerous no matter how safe you are but I'm completely aware of everything around me because if I'm not, one slip up, and who knows what will happen. Right. Right. So I don't need to be sitting down or completely still to be in a meditative state. Or, you know, I'm moving, I'm fully aware of the situation because the situation causes me to be aware. But for that minute or five minutes or however long my, my ride is on the bike, guess what? I am not thinking about anything else. I'm not thinking about my agenda for the rest of the day. I am just thinking about this ride Five feet in front of me, nothing more. So it's about essentially not being on autopilot and allowing that inner monologue to kind of be guiding whatever you're doing, essentially. Absolutely. So what would you say, because I, I have, you know, over the years been skeptical about some of this kind of stuff, but I've, I've learned over the past year or so that, hey, there's actually something to this, this, you know, mind over matter, literally in this case, right? What would you say to people who are kind of skeptical or like, ah, I don't know about this meditation kind of thing or that stuff in general. I'm not sure it really has benefits. 
what would you say to people who are kind of on the fence about that? You know what? It's um, this is just a matter of trying something new. Um, you know, a lot of people think uh, they have the answers, they know better, or this, this, and that. Um, and you know, if it's working for you, great. But other people out there that don't have the answers, that need guidance, you know, um, I'll say try something new because obviously what's, you know, what you've been doing isn't working. So you need to open yourself up to, to uh, new areas of your life that's never been explored, meaning you need to get out of your comfort zone. Yeah. A lot of people don't want to get out of their comfort zone, therefore. Sure. Or be honest with themselves, like you right, said earlier. Right, right. So the hardest part of change is stepping outside your comfort zone. Sure. Um, and you know it's it's a little struggle at first, but it, you know, like you said, where, where do I begin? How do I start meditating? What do I, you know, what they have classes for that. They have yoga classes. They have meditative classes. They have, uh, you know, there's information all over. You know, you just do a little bit of research. You know, you know, check some stuff out, um, and then kind of add your little spin to it. You know, uh, be be open to learn new things and hear about new things. Um, but that's the only way you're going to get different results is if you try different things. You can't get different results with the same old thinking. Definition of insanity. There you go. Doing the same thing, expecting a different result. That's it. What, it's interesting, too, because I think a lot of the times when we talk about being healthy, or I mean, like in the millions of conversations you and I have had about this, a lot of times people in general or come to me and ask questions or you to ask questions. It's what do I eat? what exercise do I do, right? It's all this physical kind of stuff and we have a tendency to neglect the importance of, you know, the mental aspect of things and how much, you know, believing in yourself, being honest with yourself, stepping out of your comfort zone, how much of an impact that actually has on personal growth, whether it's physically or mentally in that sense. Right. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, it's, you know, people, there's so much information out there that the, the how-tos are, they're out there. They're all out there. The answers for, you know, you have a question about different types of diets, different exercises, you know, a lot of the information is free, some of it you pay for, uh, but all the information is out there. What it comes down to is that individual person. Are they ready to, to make a change in their life that either could put them on a whole other path of their life or do they want to keep going through the same routine over and over again and feeling miserable, having trouble sleeping at night? Um, it, it, it's down to the person, you know? Cool. No, it totally makes sense. Is there anything else you want to add before we wrap up here? Um, you know, there's a lot of misconceptions about um, meditation. Being me, um, you know, I'm a pretty um, uh, active, uh, uh, active lifestyle per se. You know, I do. You don't look of, like it. Well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> just got back from Bermuda, yeah, so I might, might be a little heavier, <laughs> but. Uh, um, you know, I do a lot of Spartan races. I challenge myself physically, um, and you know, a lot of that stuff, you know, I'll put on my Instagram so people could see what I'm doing. And if they want a challenge or they want to try something new, they go for it. Um, you know, but at the same time, I always challenge myself mentally um, and emotionally and and spiritually. Um, you know, I cover those aspects. Um, you know, they're much deeper topics than just you know. There, there, there's a, definitely a lot of gray areas with everything, sure. but I think people are uh, more guarded as far as how they feel. That's totally um, true. You know, on the outside, you know, cool as a cucumber, but on the inside, 
Everyone's fighting their own battles. Yeah, there's there's a storm going on, and you know it's just a matter of some people hide it better than others. Sure. So, you know, I'll say just give give a meditation class or a yoga class to try. You know, and and what do you got give to lose? Shot. Yeah, yeah. Like you just there's everything to gain is that it's only going to make you a better person. So, you know, why wouldn't you want to become a better person? Why wouldn't you have a better life and better belief system just by just by trying something new? You know, like don't be afraid. Makes sense. Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us. If you guys want to follow Frankie, you can follow him at Dominus Fit on Instagram. And thanks again for joining us for this episode of Behind the Counter. We'll see you next time. One of the most common questions that I get is, when can I fill this drug? And, well, when you're due, really, that's the answer to that. But a lot of times, you know, and obviously there is some frustration comes from our, you know, um, our patients saying they want medications at a certain time and they can't get it.